Hello. Hey, girl. Good to see you. Good to see you. How are you? We have finally made this happen. I know. I know. We have been back and forth and this and that, but we did it. It doesn't matter. I know, right? And honestly, like, my husband's like, he got called into work this morning, and I'm like, we're going to make it work. It doesn't matter. We're not going to do this again. <laughs> so here I am with the little one and uh, totally in. So I thank you so much glad. for having me, Lauren. Thank you so much for being here. So we are going to go ahead and get started. So hello, everyone, and welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am your host, LaJuan Moses, and we are back again with another episode. Joining me in the guest chair, guest chair today is Clarissa of Multiple Sclerosis Mamas, and I am so excited to have her here with me today. How are you doing? I am doing awesome, LaJuan. I am just doing this mama thing on a weekday, you know, got the kid in one hand and doing the work in the other. So that's how we do it, right? Yes, that is how we do it. So before we jump into the interview, if you could just take a moment and introduce yourself to our audience. Oh my gosh, I would love to. And hey, girl, hey, 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 Zan. Um, I am Clarissa Hidalgo, everyone. Um, I am a registered yoga teacher now. I am a birth doula now. I'm a big advocate uh, for multiple sclerosis. Um, and before all of that, obviously, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was 19 years old. So mm, I want to say we're going on 13 years now. I, I, I'll be 31 in June. So uh, been a long time, been a long time dealing with multiple sclerosis, but I love being there uh, for my women, like we've talked about, I created Multiple Sclerosis Mamas, which is a platform. Um, we're a little bit of everywhere. We've got an Instagram, we've got a Facebook page, but our main platform is through Facebook groups. We are a private Facebook group and we cater to mamas with MS. We are solely a group of mamas with multiple sclerosis and we're a group of over a thousand strong. Just doing it, honestly, doing the damn thing, like really putting the information out there, putting the facts out there for my mama saying, yes, you can have that baby girl and you can do it well. <laughs> That's awesome. And I remember when all this was just starting up. So I'm like, wow, this is so exciting. <laughs> I know you have been there since the beginning for sure, Lauren. I am so excited that you have seen our growth in all of this. Yes. So thank you. It's amazing. So before we jump into all you do with multiple sclerosis, mamas, if you could just kind of share, what was that kind of moment in your life, that transformational moment that put you on the path you're on today? You know what? It's crazy that you say that. Like, what was the moment? Because sometimes when you're starting something like that, and my kid is like reading a book to herself in the background. It's okay. okay. <laughs> um, but... When you do something like this, sometimes they're like, what was that moment? And you can't really put a pinpoint on it. But actually, I can tell you exactly when that moment was. I remember sitting on the couch with my husband and just thinking to myself, we were quarantined. Um, you know, I had just had a baby and I was saying to him, I can't imagine being a mama with MS right now, newly diagnosed, just going through it. And then you've got a baby. You know, and then you've got so much more of it all going on with all the other overwhelm. So 
I remember having that thought. I remember having that little discussion and then going to bed that night. And I remember getting up at like four in the morning. And when I got up at four in the morning, it wasn't like, oh, just roll out. It was like a jolt of lightning in me when I got up. And I got up and I sat up straight in bed in this image that you see a lot of the times uh, for our MSM logo of the three women embracing each other. It just came to me and it came to my mind. And literally that day, multiple sclerosis mamas was born. And I remember not the struggle, but I remember the the buildup, right? I remember uh, when we were at 50. I remember being at 75 members and being like, woo, woo. and now we are like well over a thousand strong up in here. That is awesome. And it's amazing how we kind of have those overnight revelations. I know some of my best thoughts always come in the middle of the night, like I should be sleeping, but for whatever reason, my brain seems to go to work in the middle of the night and I like oh, it's the next okay, best thing. It's like it's like it's meant to be it really what it is, I feel like in a way. It's like nothing just happens on accident and especially something when it happens like that. It's just not gonna be nothing small let me tell you that <laughs> that is that is definitely true i can definitely agree with that now i know that you mentioned that you were diagnosed at 19 now i myself i wasn't diagnosed until three years wait 2019 so that's three years ago i wasn't diagnosed until three years ago but from the time i was a teenager i would always have these optometrist appointments eye doctor appointments they would say okay we see something with your eyes but we don't know what it is and they would say it for years and then in 2017 is when I had my optic neuritis. And then 2019 was when I was finally diagnosed. But can you talk about kind of just, because a lot of people aren't, they hear about MS, but aren't really familiar with it. So can you kind of talk about your, what happened around your diagnosis and your journey to get you to where you are? Girl, this is my specialty. And I love that you're kind of sharing about yours a little bit because so many of us have, how do I say it? And I talk to my girls all the time in the DMs about this, about how our stories are like pretty different in one way or another, but yet we can draw these inferences and these collectiveness feelings and stuff that we have when we're first being diagnosed a lot of the times. So, I mean, multiple sclerosis for those of you who don't know is an autoimmune disease it is an immune condition that doesn't have a cure yet and we don't quite know what causes it and what does this and what does that and so when I was diagnosed you know way back when I had no idea I don't have any family members with multiple sclerosis I mean I'm Mexican Filipino and like you see the white but you know it's not as big of a deal as we know that a lot of the times, you know, Caucasian people are more disposed to being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis because of the regions that they live in, the lack of sunlight and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't really know about all of that. I didn't know about none of it, in fact. The first time when I was sitting in the hospital being diagnosed was the first time I ever heard M and S put together. So when I was diagnosed, it started with way back when, when I think about my freshman year of college, when I was about 18, it started with some just very, very small things, vertigo. It started with vertigo for me. And the doctor was like, well, it's this grain of sand. I'm like, 
really? That doesn't sound right, but okay, you know, what else was I going to believe at the time? So I was diagnosed uh, by a, a PA, uh, you know, or not diagnosed, but I was, I was experiencing changes and I was going to this PA and I was describing them, but she had no idea. She had no idea what to look for, any of those kind of things. So fast forward to summer of 2010. And I'm going to the beach, and my leg is like beach. Yep, mm -hmm. she loves the beach. <laughs> my leg is just dragging. Like I mean, there's like walking on the sand, but then there's walking on the sand, feeling like there's a thousand pounds in just one leg. You know, I dominantly had sy symptoms to begin with on my left side. My left leg continued to drag and it was so heavy in the sand. And I specifically remember that on a beach trip. And I remember saying, something's not right. I know something is going on in my body, but I chose to ignore it like a lot of us, right? <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir because like I said, so many of us go through these same kind of things, but we do the same kind of brushing it off to the wayside the kids comfort i didn't have kids back then but you know the the priorities come first the school comes first all of that kind of stuff comes first and so i did that and i went back to school and i went back to the stressful uh 16 units eight hours of work a day i went back to that life and i continued live li living it and i continued to stress and i continued to get little symptoms like i would feel the spit dripping out of my mouth and I'm like why is that happening you know and then as things progressed as things continued I just had to go home obviously because we all got to go home during the holidays right I went home you know Thanksgiving break and stuff and my mama my mama's full Mexican and she's like what's wrong with you <laughs> I'm like I'm like nothing she's like you're walking funny I'm like, thanks. <laughs> but I kind of ignored it. And once again, I kind of brushed her off to the side. I went back to school again. I went back to finals again in December and I did the stress again. And I started to drag my leg more and more and more and more on the left side to the point of where when I got home on December 25th for Christmas, for Christmas Eve, December 24th for Christmas Eve, I was dragging my leg and I was falling. I was already just hitting the floor, honestly. And Mexican households, we have nothing but, but concrete on the floor. So when we fall, like, that's it. Like, you hit the floor. My mom's concerned. She's like, you need to go to the hospital. I don't know what's going on. And I'm the oldest of nine, by the way. So she's sending me. She's not going with me. <laughs> I, at that time, was like, okay, you know, I... I, I was at a loss for words as well. I had no idea what was going on, so I went. My boyfriend, now husband, um, took me because, like I said, I'm the oldest of nine. My mama was still, you know, raising the kids and uh, staying home with them on Christmas Eve. So I went to the hospital on Christmas Eve. Girl, the hospital on Christmas Eve is not the place to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I went, and it, it took probably what it felt like an hour, hours to get back there and for them to even take a look at me. But once they took a look at me or they did little tests or they did little vision trying to have me follow 
their fingers and my eyes to follow with them and, and see what's going on, you know, up here and stuff. Once they did those kind of tests, they're like, oh, something is going on. And they admitted me. They put me in for an MRI and they saw lesions. And the neurologist came back who, for whatever godsend reason, happened to be my father's friend at the time. My dad's a DJ, so he does like DJ stuff on the side. And apparently my neurologist is a DJ. <laughs> so they were doing stuff on the side. And the whole time, the neurologist is like, we're 99% sure you have multiple sclerosis. And he's talking to my dad and he's telling him this, these things. And we're all just kind of doing it from afar. But then my parents, who had me when they were 16, so they don't talk, they have to be called and they say you need to be down here because your daughter's gonna be admitted and she's going in for an MRI and we see things and we're gonna have to do a spinal tap to confirm a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis. And this was all in one night. Yes. <laughs> like I will say, I, I'm never gonna say I'm not lucky because I consider myself an extremely lucky person. There are individuals that go through diagnosis for years and years and years and don't get answers. And so to have it all done in one night, yeah, it was scary. It was scary at 19, but, um, you know, to have the answers was pretty amazing. And so that night they did the MRI, they saw the lesions, they decided to do the spinal tap. And it was, it was a lot. It was, you know, I was shaking. It was like oh my gosh what's going on but I did it and the male nurse sat on top of me to make sure I didn't shake too much but we did what needed to be done and I got the diagnosis of multiple sclerosis yeah. they sent me home within the week with copaxone shots and it was a lot I didn't deal with it right away I'm gonna admit oh, yeah. that wholeheartedly right it's definitely a lot and as you said a lot of us our diagnosis stories are so different, but yet there are so many similarities. And as I'm listening to you, I'm like, yeah, mine was all the left side. Mine happened on, it wasn't Christmas Eve, mine happened on Halloween. So I was in the ER on Halloween. And same thing with the test. And they thought mine was a stroke at that time. So I just remember them telling me, we're going to call a stroke alert. Do not panic. All these people are going to rush in here because we're saying stroke alert. And they literally said stroke alert. And like 10, 15 people just appeared out of nowhere. It was really hectic. And it's a blur. It is. And then the neurologist, I wound up being hospitalized for five days. I was on the MRI, the CAT scans, the spinal tap. I felt like I was just <laughs> in like the science lab. They didn't know what to do. <laughs> right. Just poke me, just take take my blood. It was just, it was so much. But like you said, just grateful because it wasn't, even though mine was probably years in the making when I had the optoneuritis, there was no lesions. But then once I had the MRI in the hospital in 2019, that's where the lesions were. And like you said, it's just grateful to get that diagnosis, even though it happened in that crazy period. It's good to get it because there are so many people that, have stuff going on and they cannot get the answers that they need exactly and I didn't really know what that was like but then later on I ended up finding out and people people would tell me straight up people with MS ain't shy they're like wow you lucky and I'm like mm, thank thank you I guess <laughs> right because it isn't everyone's journey is different 
that's why it's good that organizations like yours exist and conversations like this happen because there are a lot of people that are even experiencing these things and trying to get the answers and still can't get them. That's why the more we talk about it, the more we educate, that is such a great thing. And you know what, Lion, you are completely right. We need to shine light on multiple sclerosis. And that's something I've tried to do since the beginning. I didn't take care of myself right away. I didn't start doing the yoga right away, but I started volunteering for the MS Society right away and doing all of these things that I knew would make a difference because I didn't know what this was. None of my family knew what this was, Caucasian or Mexican side. Like, no one knew what that was. <laughs> so the education from the beginning, because of the cluelessness that I felt during my diagnosis, was something that I wanted to acknowledge and I needed to shine light on because knowledge is power. I mean, you know, I, I don't have many degrees, but I have a degree from UC Merced. And we are research-based, you know, we know that the more research we do, the more information that there is out there, the better we can treat and the less mystery we can have around everything. Right, and that's what it, I did a lot. I know I did a lot of research after I was diagnosed because like you, nobody else in my family has this, like, where did this thing come from? Mm -hmm. You hear about it and you like, mm -hmm. you hear MS. Okay, I know my mom's friend had it, but that's about all you hear about it. But then once you're diagnosed, you start doing all this research on it. Because like you said, just clueless, completely clueless and had to educate myself. And I know the point that I also wanted to point out was back when you were talking about the stress that you were having at school. And I don't think, and we just can make this known right here because a lot of people don't realize the connection between stress and an MS relapse. And that's where mine was. I had had a very stressful week before Halloween which led to me having these type of vertigo cells and the doctors couldn't figure out what it was. But there's such a correlation between stress and MS. Yes. And you know what? It, it's funny because sometimes you realize that in your head, right? You know that in the back of your head. But until someone puts it on paper or until someone outside of you brings it to your attention that stress is the number one exacerbator of all things, if you think about it, really... Mm -hmm. Um, then you really start to talk to yourself in a more kind, loving way. Now, and this is what I say about all my kind of stuff when, when it comes to talking to yourself and when it comes to diagnosis. We need to be our best friends. You know, there, there's, you know, I have an expert in my program who comes in and talks about mental health, and she talks about how we need to talk to ourselves like we are first graders. That's the mindset and mentality. That's the empathy we need to be speaking to our own selves with because no one else is going to do it. And think about the voice that you have in your head that you talk to yourself with sometimes. It's like, ah, oh, you didn't do shit right. You know what I mean? It's like constantly critical, critical, critical. But it really should just be just the opposite, right? Right. We are. We are. I say we are our own worst enemy at times. And we are so critical like you said stress adds to so many things with our health but if we could I like how you said to uh talk to ourselves as first graders because first graders are just kind and all that but we really are hard on ourselves and very critical so it is important to just practice self-care and be kind to ourselves it really is important and I'm glad that you brought up my group when it when it comes to 
Um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I know you were talking about diagnosis and how you had wished, you know, you had had different resources during diagnosis. And I know you went out there just like I did and did all the crazy research and went in the dumb chat rooms and listened to the people talking about wheelchairs already. And it's like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> and I remember feeling that. And that's the reason that I welcome all of my women, regardless of if you're a doggy mama, an auntie mama. To be mama or has been mama. That's the reason I welcome all my ladies in my group because I take the mystery out of multiple sclerosis there. I tell my mamas, we are all individual, you know, we are all individualistic, but in a lot of the same ways we have similarities. But I mean, if you think about all of the differences that we have, all of the different ethnicities that we have that we're comprised of, I definitely try to put the facts out there in my group. I try to put the .orgs, the um, resources for my ladies, because sometimes you're out there on the internet and it just feels like you're wading through mud, right? Yeah, and you're just it. trying to figure out what's true, what's not. Well, that's why I have my group as well, because A, my mamas can all bond together and have a safe space for each other. But B, they get the facts on multiple sclerosis at all times. And that is wonderful. And like I said, it is very much needed. So tell me more about what you do with multiple sclerosis mamas. I know you have some exciting things kind of coming up and all. So tell us more. We do, we do, you're right. I'm so proud of you for keeping up with us. Thank you so much, Lauren. <laughs> we have a lot of things going on at MS Mamas. I have recently, um, we have recently opened the gates to our MS Mamas Boutique. So you can go to msmamasboutique.com and you can see our clothing. We've got some water bottles, we've got yoga mats, we've got a little bit of everything there with our logos and with our different sayings um, that we've created at MS Mamas. We've got that going on on the side, but then we have got so many big things. Like we've got our wellness program that runs pretty continuously that helps mamas get out of the rut and get into the good life um, of the momming because we know that there's a hard part of the mom stuff. But we know that it doesn't have to last forever either with the right resources and, and with the right um, things that we put in place. And we actually run regular livinars. We run regular webinars where we invite our mamas to come and to learn different skills, to learn different yoga techniques on managing uh, your everyday mama life. Um, just to learn different things on multiple sclerosis and what it entails. So our latest one is actually coming up this Thursday. And so anyone that wanted to sign up for our latest livinar, any mama that wants to line up for our latest livinar can go to msmamas.com. And um, there, all it takes 30 seconds. Your name, your email, bam, you're in to win. And in fact, we are giving away two $50 gift cards just for signing up this time because I love y'all ladies so much. And then you're going to get freebies. You're going to get the secret tools, the recommended exercises, and successful steps to that stress-free mama life. Because we know, right? We know how hard it is. Yes, and we all need that. 
I know that you are all about yoga, and I was just learning from my uh, doctor a few weeks ago about yoga and just the different benefits. Like, I can't believe I never thought to do yoga in, because a lot of times with MS, you're thinking, okay, what kind of exercises can I do? Because you try the walking, you try the different things, and you realize it's a lot on your limbs. Like, even a simple walk can be a lot. So I found myself having to rework how I think exercise and the things that I do for exercise and my doctor is the one who brought up to me actually doing yoga. So what are some benefits of yoga just even with for MS moms or mamas as a whole? Oh, my gosh, girl. Let me just say yoga saved my life. Um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it weren't for yoga. And if it weren't for accessible yoga, really. So what accessible yoga is, is yoga modified for your body. Yoga using the wall, using the blocks, using chairs, using all of these different kind of things that you don't see these hotty-totty yoga instructors doing um, on the videos or, 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 you know, in hot yoga classes. We can't do that. So we work around things to modify and um, make it really work for us. And so the benefits of yoga actually are going to be so many. Studies show that when we learn to breathe and when we breathe slower and we take deeper breaths throughout the day, we actually live longer as humans. So The breathing, I will say that is one big benefit that I have always found about yoga. That's one big benefit that I always drop back to my daughters around yoga. You know, my six-year-old, she gets up in in arms and I'm like, okay, let's breathe. And her dad already knows, you know, I grab her hand, we close our eyes and we do this together. We breathe together because it's what she's learned, you know. She's been doing yoga all her life. She does yoga sessions with me very regularly and they really embrace the practice and so one thing about you know my ladies everyone listening is that i encourage you to look at yoga and do it for yourself of course but involve your kids and involve your spouse and involve everyone because everyone can benefit from yoga the benefits of yoga include of course maybe flexibility although we know that some of us are just more flexible than others i've been flexible all my life you know i did gymnastics i did things like that i'm never gonna say i wasn't a flexible person prior to this but i will say that yoga has opened up more of my limbs and enabled me to go a little farther and more how do you say like inherent with my practices. Like I feel the practice now. And sometimes I really have to step back and I have to realize that I have to explain these things to my ladies because I have to explain to them. I've been doing this for a little bit. So I have to explain to them, we have to connect the breath with the motions. And we have to know that our movements and everything are all intertwined and nothing in our body works separately. And so, like I said, there are so many benefits with breathing, but there are benefits for blood pressure. If you struggle with blood pressure issues, yoga can always help lower your blood pressure, especially different kind of exercises that we have, like legs up the wall or um, very, very simple body practices where it allows your body to kind of melt into it. And that is something that yoga has it's very different from any other practice. 
it allows for your body to be where it's at um, at this moment in time. So I know, and this is something that you know as well, Lan, but it's something that we've learned from rolling with the punches with MS. My body isn't the same every single day. Never going to be the same every single day. And there are going to be parts of me that I could move yesterday that I can't do today. You know, and that is the beauty of yoga is that it is able to ebb and flow with the different kind of things that you have going on with you. Another things I wanted, another thing I wanted to bring up is that the the appreciation yoga has brought me to pause, to take time. Where MS had me crazy and had me going 50 miles an hour, yoga enables me. And it still has me going crazy sometimes. Yoga enables me to press the pause button, to take an inner reflection on myself, and to really realize what I need in the moment. You know, it may have been that candy bar, but it probably wasn't, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, you know, I just love yoga. There are so many benefits of yoga. I mean, I could go on and on. We could talk about the flexibility of the joints and we could talk about the lubrication in the limbs that enable for better just daily living, honestly. We could talk about, you know, the different kind of mindfulness practices and the different kind of things that it has brought me through that. I mean, if you think about the benefits of yoga, I just have to say this. Don't knock it till you try it. Just yeah. do it. And, and, and it's hard because here's the thing with yoga. It puts you in a different place. It puts you in a different mindset that we're not used to having. And as, you know, your typical American, I can attest to going through the rush, 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 rush of society. And every day there's something to do and everything is frustrating and, Yoga really puts a pause on that and enables you to reflect and enables you to breathe better so you have more appreciation for life and enables all of those things that it's easy to knock and it's easy to say, oh, that's just not for me. But sometimes I just welcome everyone. Just give it a try. And I like that. I like the part about pausing because that's what I was going to bring up because we're all busy culture, rush, rush, rush. So just the fact of being able to pause and reflect and as you said, go to that different space is so just powerful in itself. Now, I know that you do a lot. There's, like I said, there's so much that we could touch on, but I wanted to make sure I touched on this before we fit, wrapped up this interview because I know that you are a lot about empowering healthy pregnancy and safe births for MS moms. And it's and I think that it's so important because when you get MS, like they're always actually, are you planning to have a baby? Like it just seems like it's this, I don't know, not negative connotation, but something just around it. Oh no, it's negative. Yeah, I guess that is the way to say it, negative. Because I'm, I'm like, oh no, my tubes are tied. Like that was their first thing. Like if you plan on having a baby, then X, Y, and Z. I'm like, oh, I don't need that speech. My kids, I'm done with kids. But it just seems like when it comes to having MS, and I love watching your babies. Baby. Let me just say that. <laughs> oh, thank you. And it comes to having a baby, it's like, oh, no, do not do that. That's basically the kind of the message that you get. So could you just please kind of share, like, how you're empowering moms and educating moms on healthy pregnancy and safe births having MS? 
Yes, thank you. And thank you for touching on that because that is a big part of what I do. I am, I am doing that, I mean, constantly because everyone needs to know, especially my women with multiple sclerosis, they need to know that they are no worse off, better off than anyone else having babies. In fact, your MS goes into remission with pregnancy a lot of the times, which actually has been what's happened to me these past two times with my pregnancy. My MS goes into remission. I experience zero symptoms. I even breastfeed. I think I breastfed for five to six months per baby. And then I get back on my medication when I start to feel the little tinge, because we all know the little tinge, right? Something's coming on. I listened to my body and did, okay, right now, and did those kind of things because it was really necessary. Now, the reason we are kind of, I'm not going to say put on the back burner or um, con not condone, but basically the reason we are uh, kind of shamed, to be honest, for having children is because we now have a disability and they think we can't even take care of ourselves, maybe, or they think, how are you going to run a household, um, you know, with with multiple sclerosis, you can barely, you know, do some things or you're tired all the time or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. People need to realize that one in four Americans are living with a disability. And one in four Americans will live with a disability at some moment in their lives. And the numbers are probably even higher because we know statistics can lie. So when we really think about it, when we think about the way our population is moving just overall, there are more people being diagnosed with MS every single day. There are more people being diagnosed with fibromyalgia every single day. But they didn't fall off the face of the earth. <laughs> We're still here and we are still fully communicable we are still fully in life and we are still fully making things happen and that's the thing i want people to realize is if you're a mama with multiple sclerosis and you're having kids you're not alone if you're an individual in a wheelchair thinking about having kids you're not alone because everyone wants to live their best life and for some reason when we get diagnosed, um, when we get a disability, people think, oh no, you know, how dare, you couldn't possibly, but why? But why? Don't you have, you know, I'm talking to everyone else, don't you have modifications that you have to make for your everyday life? Don't you have difficulties and struggles on an everyday basis as well? We are no different. And that's what I try to let my mamas know is look, we have to make accommodations. Look, we have to do things for ourselves, but we are no different than anyone else. And we can be just as successful in this life as well. I love that. I love that empowering message that you share. And it is, it's just about learning to really navigate with the disability. It's something that you didn't ask for it, don't know where it came from, but it's here and you just kind of learn to adapt, adjust, and navigate. You know, it's 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 not funny, but it's it's crazy because my father was recently diagnosed with diabetes. Um and you know, 
it, it hit him hard. It was difficult and it's still difficult. I know it is, but it felt really good on my part being able to say, dad, it's, it's okay. We're going to do this. We're going to get over this. You're going to be better than you were before. And we're going to do all of the things that you ever wanted to do. And to hear me talk like that, I think, is like a little crazy for him because I think he just looks at me like, wow, like you really have been through a lot. Uh -huh. But it's not about that. It's not about the fact that I've been through a lot. It's about the fact that I'm still here and I'm thriving and I'm creating things and I'm doing all of the life that I ever wanted to before. Maybe I ain't got that master's of social work degree that I wanted to get but I am way happier without it. So knowing that life works out for the best, knowing to trust your intuition when the time is right, and really knowing that you totally got this girl and you can do whatever the hell you put your mind to. That is wonderful. So aside from motherhood, what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your life journey so far? Oh, man, having having the babies is is definitely top, you know that. Um, but I think my relationship um, that I have built with my husband, now husband, uh, he was high school sweetheart. But the relationship that I have built with that man is just insane. Because I think I could have never imagined going through all the things that we have been through together and still coming out on the other side and still owning a house and owning cars and having babies and doing all of these crazy things, right? Because way back when you're 16 years old, when you're lovey-dovey, you know, when you're having fun in cars and when you're doing all these crazy things, you don't think about this man is going to have to be my ride or die in three years and hold my hand while I get a needle in my spine. You don't think about that. And so I will say that my relationship is one of the strongest that I have ever known of because we have been through MS. We have been through the babies. We have been through the struggles. We have been through all of it. And yet we still come out on the other side. Why? because we wanted it, because we tried, because nothing in life comes easy. And so I would definitely say that my relationship is a huge blessing in this. And, and I thank God every day for that, definitely. That's long. Thank you for sharing that. I married my high school sweetheart too. We met when I was 16. There's so there's another thing we have in common. So I can really attest to being in that part where that all those struggles and journey and all that. So yes. Definitely can relate to that. Well, I thank you so much for joining me today, Clarissa. If you could just tell the audience where they can connect with you and find you online and also just remind them about the great things you have coming. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much. So you can always follow me on Instagram at Multiple Sclerosis Mamas. And we have a bunch going on there. We have reminders for our life and our coming up there. 
Um, but you can follow us, Multiple Sclerosis Mamas, on Instagram. You can follow us, Multiple Sclerosis Mamas, pretty much everywhere. Um, we have a clubhouse. We have um, a Facebook page. And then, of course, we have our Facebook private group, Over a 1,000 Mamas Strong. It's Multiple Sclerosis Mamas. It is private on Facebook. And um, currently, the image is an image of me holding this little one when she was, you know, a lot smaller. Um, and it's advertising our new Livinar. Um, it's happening this Thursday, the 19th, um, at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you want to get in, and if you're in for all of those goodies, if you want to just get in to get the good stuff, you can go to msmamas.com, like I said, enter your name, your email, and you are in. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And again, thank you for joining me. This has truly been a wonderful interview. Hi. Say hi. <laughs> <laughs> this has been wonderful. Thank you for taking the time and doing this interview. I had a great time. Oh, the pleasure was all mine, Lyons. Thank you so much for having me on. And I hope you have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. We'll talk later. Bye. Say bye. Oh, right. <laughs>